0: Welcome back to this week's episode of the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. Crystal here, and I know it's been a while. We've been enjoying Wendy taking the helm to interview some amazing entrepreneurs in our Purposeful Pivoting series, but I am super excited to be back to interview our next guest. And let's just say that I jumped at the opportunity to fight Wendy to be able to do this interview. This week, we are excited to welcome Kelly and Abigail White of The Mother-Daughter Journey. Kelly and Abigail are a mother and daughter team that got started in the online space in the travel industry where Wendy and I had the pleasure to first meet them. They came to us when they were ready to spin out of the travel industry and launch a podcast to help launch their offer, which helps mother-daughter relationships through communication workshops. We have been working with these ladies in one capacity or another for a few years now and have had... Such a pleasure in watching their journey. It has been nothing short of amazing. Their podcast, The Mother Daughter Journey, just launched last month, and you can find the link in the show notes or on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon. So, without further ado, let's jump in to hear about how this duo has navigated their pivots in their entrepreneurial journey to go from the corporate world to the online space. To Now a completely different industry in a completely different area here today. I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did
1: Welcome to the serendipitous rebel podcast. I'm wendy
0: and i'm crystal This podcast is for the adventure-loving purpose-driven action-minded authentic and rebellious entrepreneurs
1: Just like us And just like you, we are trying to figure shit out. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. My name is Crystal, and you guys, I am so excited Because today, not only do we get to highlight yet another amazing entrepreneurial team, but they're really good friends of mine. They're clients of ours. And I am just like over the moon excited to introduce you guys to Kelly and Abigail White, the mother-daughter journey. Say hi, ladies. Welcome. Hi, ladies. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Hello. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. And as we get started, would you guys just go ahead and introduce yourselves briefly and just tell everybody here on the Serendipitous Rebel podcast who you are and what you do. And I won't steal any more of your thunder and give away any of your secrets.
2: Oh, okay. I'll start us off if that's okay. I am Abigail White. I am the younger half of the mother-daughter duo here. We recently created what we're calling the mother-daughter journey. And basically, we're here to help other mothers and daughters and, you know, that's what we do through the maturing relationship. So as they're kind of going from as a daughter, right, from teen to adolescent, there's a lot of transition going on and a lot to be worked through. And so that's we're here to kind of help you navigate that with all sorts of fun things like communication and in, inspiration and podcasts, which is the big one. And I won't take too much more. I'll let Kelly kind of take it from here. <laughs>
1: she's the chatty one as you can see no I am Kelly I am the older wiser portion of the mother-daughter journey and yeah Abigail pretty much nailed it we've gone we've pivoted our business with Crystal and Wendy from being travel advisors to really what our passion is and that is helping mothers and daughters through the transition of the maturing relationship because we've walked a walk that kind of felt like it was fire and we're on the other side of it really happy and Secure in our relationship with each other. Awesome.
0: So when you guys, when we have people on this podcast, we like to ask them, like, what are the different hats that you wear? And Wendy likes to say five hats, which to me always feels like very overwhelming (laughs) to pick specifically five. But what different hats do you feel like you wear as a person and as an entrepreneur? Mm,
1: A good question. Yeah, because there are a lot. A lot. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll take that one first because I feel like I could just like whittle them off I mean I am a wife of 33 years I am a mother of two girls I am soon to be a grandmother I'm an entrepreneur I work part-time for my sister-in-law designing flowers I am a daughter I mean it's like there are just so many hats that I wear and also you know trying to do the marketing trying to be coached trying to learn how to like yeah I have way more than five Wendy (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> like five isn't on and up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Daughter over here, sister, soon to be an auntie to a beautiful little niece, which I'm very excited about animal mom, but then also like Kelly was saying entrepreneur. And sometimes that hat means marketing. Sometimes it means working on systems. Sometimes it means working on financials and gosh, <laughs> there's a lot of jumping around. <laughs>
0: And it's hard to pivot between all of those different hats. That's why we kind of think about this question, because it kind of gets people in this like mindset of like, oh, yeah, I'm like more than one thing. I do all of these different things, not just in my business. Like you said, Abigail, like sometimes you're the financial person. Sometimes you're the bookkeeper. Sometimes you're the systems expert. Kelly, sometimes you're the WordPress web designer. (laughs)
1: Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes.
0: And then also not just as an entrepreneur, but like you said, wife. Or a mother, or a daughter, an aunt, pet mom, and not just any pet mom, right, Abigail? Like, <laughs> oh, I have, yeah.
2: I have a little bit. I mean, I have my dog, I have a kitty cat, but the big one is the bearded dragon.
0: Yeah. So, so a not unique just, pet mom. <laughs> not just any pet mom, but like a hardcore pet mom. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys kind of touched on it a little bit in your intros, but can you tell us a little bit more how you got into the online space?
1: Well, with your help. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but you started before I came into the picture. Before we met, you guys yes. worked in the travel industry. Right?
1: We did. We worked in the travel industry. I was I will, what I will call a burnt out corporate refugee, just looking to do something that I loved, and travel was a huge passion of mine. Well, ours because just because of what it does for all of our relationships, for one and, and so our we started, mental well-being and our mental well-being and so we started off in that space of being a travel advisor quickly learned i shouldn't say quickly it was a great experience and we learned so much about running a business but it just wasn't our passion it, it wasn't and so yes. we met you through the travel advisor space you started yes. you were you were actually coaching us as travel advisors at one point and then you pivoted your business and i was like oh we can do that <laughs> Wait, that means we're not
2: it's, we're not failures if we do this?
1: No, not at all. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, and so that's how we started to, to just morph our business, which was already geared to mothers and daughters. It was. But geared to traveling, helping mothers and daughters travel together and make memories together and just pivoting that passion that we had the real relationship as opposed to all the, I don't know, behind the scenes of the travel world, which just is overwhelming. we're
2: we're not. It's amazing that we thought we'd be good as travel advisors just because we love travel, but we are not super detail oriented people. So it was, it was interesting and quite the learning curve. Well,
0: and I think it's kind of interesting too, because I think a lot of people think, well, if I'm passionate about something, I could do it. It's like, I love food. So I'm going to open a restaurant. And we like, Mm -hmm. think about like all like the back end things of it. And then it's saying, okay, well, maybe this is not it, but, but you guys still wanted to be online. You still wanted to be entrepreneurs. What's the driving force behind like really wanting to stay in the entrepreneurial space?
2: Being able to design a life that we love. That's at what it all came down to for, for me. I don't want to speak for both of us, but for me, it came down to being able to cultivate a life around something I am passionate about being able to help others. That's, at the end of the day, what my big goal in life is and in the best way that I can help others. And so being an entrepreneur allows us the space to do that, to discover exactly what our medicine for the world is, right? I you mean, know you've heard that saying before, Crystal, and how how best to share it with others. So yeah, an entrepreneurial space is
1: the space for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the only thing I would add to that is I had a driving passion in like my entire life maybe passion's not the right word but just feeling like I was supposed to be doing something other than I was doing like always in the professional world I was always felt like I should be doing something else and this is the first time I don't feel that way this is the first time I feel like I'm doing what I was like sent here to do oh that gave me chills right and
2: it's funny and now that you've said that mom k-dog kelly whatever your name is <laughs> <laughs> When you felt like you should have been doing something different was when you were doing something that everybody else perceived as like the right job, right? You were, you had the benefits, you had the availability to climb up the corporate ladder. You had the, you had the salary that you wanted and you left it and people thought you were crazy. And now here we are.
0: (laughs)
1: Boom. Here you are. are. I, I guess it's because I would say to everybody when you're doing something you're passionate about and you're serving who you want to serve then you're being your best version of yourself and when you're your best version of yourself you're bringing good stuff to the world
0: yeah oh i could not agree more it's like the foundation for like everything when people are like i want to have this happy life i want to do these things but then they kind of go against that when they start listening to the opinions of other people dictate what those things should be Yes. Instead of really drilling down into themselves and saying, oh no, this is what I want. This is my passion. This is my purpose. Exactly. I love it. When you guys decided, okay, it's time to do a pivot in your business, in our business, okay? And we know that we want to be entrepreneurs, we want to be online. And now we know what it is we want to do. And it's time to make that change. Were you scared?
1: Yes. (laughs) So many overwhelmingly so. There were so many emotions. There was fear. There was that feeling that we that we were quitting on something else. What was our family gonna think? What was
2: there was a little bit of grief too because we had spent so long working on building our our travel. I swear I can't even. I'm like so in mother daughter space right now. I can't even think of travel words. Our agency, right? We were so focused on building that, and we spent years and time and energy and money into creating something that we basically were just like, you know what? No, nah, it's not our thing. We just And that was upsetting. There was some definite grief involved in that.
1: We also knew what we didn't want our business to look like from that experience. We mm. knew the feeling of like trying to build the parachute as you're jumping out of the plane. We knew that feeling. And so going into this space, we knew we didn't want that. We weren't forcing. We also knew we needed help.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so yeah, it's like, you kind of know, like, okay, this is not working. This is not fitting. We're going to move. And it is a grieving period. I love that you said that word grief, Abigail, because it is grief, because I think you go through all the same stages of grief when getting ready to go in, when you're pivoting in your business. And when you're letting go of the things that don't no longer serve you, whether it's burning an entire business to a ground, which you guys kind of did, I did, Wendy did, it, and then pivoting to a different model or a completely different mode of business, right? It is scary because there is a lot of denial. It takes a long time to let go of that old business. Like, well, maybe if I could just do a, try a little harder, if I could just put a little bit more gas in the engine. Maybe I could get it to go. Maybe I could do both. Did that ever cross your mind? Like maybe I could
2: do both? Well, to be honest, that is kind of how we started getting into the mother-daughter sphere. Mm -hmm. Because when we started our travel business, it was just travel. It was the two of us who we both loved travel. It was a huge boon, like I said, to our mental well-being, our entire lives and our relationship. And we wanted to share that with other people at first. And then we came to realize it was more about actually helping the relationships of people while they're traveling
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and then we realized it was more specifically about mothers and daughters and so instead of completely shifting to just focusing on the mother-daughter relationship like we are now we decided to incorporate it into the travel business so we started focusing specifically on trips for mothers and daughters thinking well we can do it both Mm -hmm. we can help the relationship and we can be in the travel sphere and it just did not work mostly because we didn't have time to focus on the relationship with all of the other aspects of the travel business.
0: I love that. So, so what made you decide to, so tell people like, what is your big pivot? Cause I know we kind of alluded in the intro, but now what is it that you guys actually offer now for mothers and daughters? So you guys you know, started out as a travel agency, then it was like, okay, we really love the mother daughter niche. This is, this relationship is very important to us. You guys, they they go more into their journey in their first episodes of their podcast, The Mother Daughter mm-hmm. Journey, and then I'll link to that in the show notes. So tell people what it is that you guys actually offer now, realizing that it's fleshing out a little bit.
1: Yeah. So we have the podcast, like you mentioned, The Mother Daughter Journey, where we talk uh, just, we call it hashtag real talk. We talk <laughs> about all the issues and complexities of the mother daughter relationship and why it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And and the key to that we've learned is healthy communication, like hardcore, put all your cards on the table, work through the emotional baggage. We call them emotionally charged conversations and just learn how to communicate your feelings, your boundaries and recognize that everybody's different. Every person has different experiences and we give and receive information differently based on our you know, communication personalities. And what we say isn't necessarily what the other person hears. And so what we offer, what we will be offering is communication, how to communicate through all of those hardcore emotions and really see each other and know that you, you're there for each other regardless because you have talked about it all. You, you've put it all out on the table and you know how to recognize that, oh, we don't receive an information in the same way. We don't give it in the same way. Maybe we can't talk about this right now. We need to table it for a little bit. And that doesn't mean we can hold on like just so many communication tips that we've gone through to get to where we are. Mm -hmm. True. And then Kelly kind of alluded to it, but what we will really be offering
2: is a course on how to recognize those different communication personalities and others and yourself as well and how to navigate that and learn how to effectively, compassionately speak with one another to grow together.
0: Oh, I love it. And I love that you guys launched a podcast in this process. What was your decision behind launching the podcast?
2: There were two parts to that. And one of it definitely was actually you and Wendy, Crystal. You definitely inspired us with, (laughs) for real, with this podcast. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) No, no, don't be sorry. (laughs) And the other part of it was that we just wanted to start the conversation. Like we have so much to say. We've gone through so much together. We just wanted to get it out there yeah. and to make sure people know that they're not alone.
1: The podcast really was first for us. It, it was about serving and, and just telling our story and letting, like you said, Abigail, letting people know that they're not alone. I think the majority of people struggle through this relationship and they feel guilt or shame about that because, I mean, it's your mother or it's your daughter. There shouldn't It shouldn't be this hard. And the reality is that it is. And we're all going through it and, you know, pretending we're not. Oh, and I
0: love it. I love that you guys normalize conversations and normalize the relationship and normalize these struggles in your podcast. I think you guys model so beautifully your expert and, and it gives you the opportunity. Also, it models your expertise in this subject matter. It, it models your passion here as well. And I love listening to your guys' podcasts. Um, <laughs> Thank you.
2: Well, thanks to you. Well,
0: thank you. In the end, do you feel like all of the pivots, like all, I mean, because what year did you get into the online space? Like what year did you quit corporate and you were like, we're going for it? I think
2: -hmm. it was 2017, the end of
1: 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I left, we we started in 2017. I left my corporate job in April, 2018.
2: December, 2017 is when we first actually bought into, so five years, so we're on five years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's been about five years for me too. And I think that's like this normal timeline that I see with people. It's why we love this podcast series because there is like, I think there's like this this idea out there and and it does happen for some people that they get on, they know exactly what they want to do. They go all in, it works out for them. I think that happens, but for a much smaller group of people, and I think the rest of us have to take a couple of pivots and and tweak and move, and we have this kind of windy ro- road where, hey, this is working. Ah, no, it's not. Oh, let's keep going. Oh, we need to change course. So in all of those different changes that you guys have made in the last five years and to where you are today, do you think it was worth it? Yes,
2: hundred yes. percent. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, it yeah, it must be because you're still here. You're really still, I here. still here. I, mean, like, I don't
2: really it,
1: know how to elaborate on that, other than yes, and <laughs> yes, full body yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that. And that is actually the answer right there. Full body yes, because being an entrepreneur, you choose. Like, mm-hmm. We thought travel. This is what we wanted to do. We loved it. We were very excited, and and we're still excited about the travel industry. Like, use a travel advisor. They're fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I'm still excited. about the industry. Yeah. I still love to travel. We literally just came home from a vacation on Saturday, but being an entrepreneur means that you choose, you get to pivot. You get to say, is this a full body? Yes. It's not. So now I'm going to decide what is and, and work my butt off in that direction. You get to choose what's a full body. Yes. And what isn't. I actually, I like that you say work my butt off because even if it's a full body, yes, you're
2: still working your butt off. Like we said at the beginning, all the hats, right? <laughs> all the hats.
0: Well, and I can attest watching these guys, they they do work their butts off. <laughs> <because> <laughs> they are really working hard behind the scenes, bringing all of these things into fruition. But I think that that's the important thing because we say all the time, it doesn't feel like work if we're really loving what we do and we love who we're doing it with. One thing that's unique about you guys is kind of like, Wendy and I, you guys have a partnership too. And before we started recording this, we are talking about like, oh, the joys of partnership and just being able to do that. <laughs> How do you guys feel a partnership has affected your business?
1: I love having a partnership. I've heard many entrepreneurs say it's like, you know, being on an island. It, it feels like a very lonely road. And it it is to some extent, but when you have somebody that you're like, can commiserate with and you know, feel all the ups and downs and somebody understands. I mean, that is just amazing. And to have it be your daughter just adds an extra little, like, you know, <laughs> it extra, all the feels. Does it, it? It's like
2: having somebody in the trenches with you. But I, I also want to add that it, I think it slowed us down a little with the shift, with the pivot, because there were two of us right? so we had to both come to the recognition on our own that what we were doing wasn't a full body. Yes. And then be able to communicate to each other that, Hey, I'm, this isn't a full body. Yes. And I think we need to shift. And that took a little longer than if it was just the one of us, I think, I but that being said, it made the shift that more, more, that much more special because we were both like, yeah, no, this, this is where we need to be.
0: Yeah. I think there's that saying, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And when we think about, even even if you're a solopreneur, just the ability to have like a collaborative community or something that you can be a part of that kind of helps, yeah, that you can commiserate with or validate your experiences or at least have some shared experiences along the way to kind of help you with that makes a huge difference. But I think it's really true when when we have to go through decision-making in our business and Wendy and I are both processors to begin with. So I think as a processor, you tend to take longer to come to a decision just in general, but now you throw two of them together. And oh, think, you poor souls. <laughs> I know. I think sometimes you you do end up having to like talk things out a lot longer to kind of come to some sort of common ground because it's not as quick as I think we should do this and now I execute. Like you both have to have buy-in to make it happen. And so I think that's what makes your pivot even that much more amazing, to be honest. That's why I asked the question, because I think that when you are in a partnership, it is a slower pivot. It is a slower pivot.
2: Definitely. And it's funny, Crystal, because Kelly is the processor and I am not, I am, I'm the exact opposite. I'm, I'm a whim gal. (laughs) <laughs> so I felt like I was like, okay, we need to, sh- we need to shift. And for a while, and Kelly was like, but wait, let's think it through
0: how, and I'm very grateful for that.
2: Not going to lie.
0: It helps it. I think having that person in your ear, that's asking the questions. And it's funny because I, I'm a processor. Wendy's a processor. I think I process faster than Wendy does though. And that's not a negative or a positive I think it's just the difference in personalities and our strengths and so I can definitely understand that like you know well no, I think this but it does sometimes take that person slowing you down like Kelly that's a huge gift to like Mm -hmm. slow the other person down and ask the big question because I actually think it has made our business and our products better Than anything I could have ever done solo because I have that build of the meeting of the minds and that synergy and that collaboration that just allows it all to be a much richer experience.
2: Yes. Yeah. When I said it was a slower process, that wasn't necessarily a bad thing at all. It, like you said, it's made what we're offering and and putting out in the world much more genuine and just better and richer.
0: Yeah. I love it. So we end this interview series with a little bit of a rapid fire and I'm going to alternate who goes first because I don't want to give like one person the leg up on on who's going to answer what, but first one, fairly simple. Don't overthink it. What's one one system you can't live without? And I'm going to have Kelly go first.
1: What's one system I can't live without? Oh, boy, don't overthink it, she says. <laughs> it's like she doesn't even know us. So. Honestly, for me, it's it's the schedule. Like the, That's one system I can't live without, without my, my Google Calendar and my schedule and being having those tied together and being able to kind of make decisions that way. Without the schedule, I would be lost. Yeah.
2: Abigail? I mean, the schedule is a big one. But when I'm learning that I... I can't believe I ever lived without before is our autoresponder. The, uh, yeah, I I don't know how we managed anything without an autoresponder before, but having having things set up so that when somebody, you know, clicks your button, clicks your download, follows your podcast, whatever it is, and then they get that email automatically, it's, it's like magic.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing. Our CRM is in the autoresponder is like, Everything to me. Like, it's amazing. The, the calendar was Wendy's answer. That's why I think that's funny. <laughs> All right. What gets you out of bed in the morning? And Abigail, you get to go first.
2: I get to go first. What gets me out of bed in the morning? Yoga. Oh wow. I know that was like totally not. But the yeah, the anticipation of doing a little stretching and a little yoga and getting the juices flowing, mind, body, creative juices, everything gets me out of bed in the morning.
1: Love that. Kelly, what gets you out of bed in the morning? The freedom that I know that I'm, that I designed my day. Like It's not, my alarm doesn't go off because I have to be somewhere at a specific time that somebody else has decided for me. My alarm goes off because I decided to set it for that time. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited to do what I've chosen. Not that all tasks within a business are, you know, glamorous, but I've decided on them. And, And that's what gets me out of bed in the morning, knowing that it was Doesn't matter what happens today because it was my choice and I did it. Oh, I love that. And this might be a little bit
0: similar, but what do you love about being an entrepreneur? And Kelly, you get to go first.
1: I love that I get to bring my passion and vision to the world. I, I love that I get to decide how I'm gonna show up and put my best foot forward and that's what I love about it the most just sharing my secret sauce and Abigail
0: what do you love about being an entrepreneur
1: it's
2: very similar um but what I love is that even though we're wearing all these different hats we're still as an entrepreneur most genuinely us right um I feel like having to get up and do the nine to five and work for somebody else and put on one specific hat that's not you, right? It's like putting on a a fedora and you're not a fedora person every day. Whereas when I, when I, as an entrepreneur, I get to put on all these hats, but they're hats, like Kelly said, that I choose, that I like that suit me. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to pretend to be somebody else all day.
0: And you wear the hat so well.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, you can pull off a fedora, no problem. Yeah, you can pull
0: off the fedora. <laughs> not everybody can pull off the fedora. Thanks, girls. <laughs> so, define purpose. Full body yes. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, I think there's more than one purpose for each mm-hmm. person throughout their lifetime, right? More than just oh, this is my one purpose that I'm here to to do. Like that's not a thing. But if I don't, if you think of something and it gives you a full body yes, then I say that's one of your purposes. Go for it.
1: Yeah. For me, I would say purpose. And I'm comparing the two businesses because the first one with the travel, I was passionate about it, but I always felt like I was forcing the next move. Mm -hmm. And with this business, uh, the purpose is just unfolding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I just, I'm not pushing anything. I'm just allowing. Mm. And, and it's just unfolding in the most amazing way. And so for me, that has to be my purpose because I'm just sitting back and watching it not watching it I'm obviously partaking but as things present themselves as Abby said it's like oh right yes this is what we're supposed to do next oh this is what we're supposed to do next instead of seeking for the next thing it's just mm-hmm. kind of presenting itself
0: oh I love that and that's a Like the perfect way to end this. Wow. (laughs) You can't even script a good interview like that, I swear. Well, thank you guys. so much for your time today Mm -hmm. listeners we will link out to all of kelly and abigail's goodness with the mother-daughter journey and their podcast as well as any upcoming activities things that they can have we'll link to all of the goodies in the show notes and until next week guys we will see you later
2: bye everyone bye thank you
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. but Only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can
1: learn more about our upcoming masterminding opportunities on our website at serendipitousrebel.com.
0: And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media.
1: Hey, see you next week. Bye. Bye.